Hello and welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I am your host. And joining me again this week is my co-host who's been on a sabbatical for about two weeks now. I was afraid he was missing in action, but we found him. We drug him out of the depths. He's decided to come back and talk to us exclusively about where he's been. Clay, welcome back. I don't even know how to respond to that. I was going to be like, it's it's time. It's Clayton time. Like, you know, Van Vader. Or I was going to be like, the Clay has returned to the podcast. Hey, man, listen, I've been good. I hope you've been all right, man. You've been, you've been okay? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, working and dealing, not de- make it sound bad when I say dealing with babies, but, you know, just babies and blah, 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 that kind of thing, trying to fit in whatever little bit of free time I can with all the new stuff that's been going on. So uh, that's about it for me. I thought you guys I thought you guys did a really good job on last week's episode. I listened to it work. It, I was like, very proud of you all. It went way longer than we ever intended. And I thought it was going to devolve into me and Jonathan getting into a giant argument about uh, Rise of Skywalker. But we did not. Cooler heads prevailed because... You know, we were afraid that if we got into that argument, it would mess up our team dy- dynamic in t- Call of Duty Warzone, which mm-hmm. we, we can't have. So we made it through. It's all right. I mean, I'm right in that whole argument, and, you know, he's wrong. I think you'll agree with me. So um, it's it's, it's uh, okay, though. But I was pleased with the episode. We did miss you. We would have liked you been there with us. I know that you had other things happening uh, you know, Ocha being shut down indefinitely, and Glenn's been worried about those second graders and how they've been treating you, and so on and so forth, which we'll get to later. But yeah. anyway, well, you know, I love being an asshole, and so when I heard that Ocha was shut down again indefinitely, because my coworker, slash my drinking buddy slash manager slash friend at work was all he loves Ocha, swears by. It. And he told me they were shut down again. I was like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> and then I started laughing. All right, I cackled. I didn't even laugh. I cackled. <laughs> you walk so off how- doing like a Joker laugh, you know, like a good Speak- Joker laugh, like a Jack Nicholson Joker or something like that. Yeah, speaking of Joker, I watched that. It was on HBO. I was like, huh. So I watched it. I was not impressed. Where's everybody all like thinking like, this, think- this is a good movie, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is not even. No, uh, I mean, I mean, when he shot. Uh, dude, at the end, I was like, okay, I got you. But I, I thought that the movie was good for a single viewing. It's not a movie that I want to go back and uh, you know watch it. I don't, I don't have the urge to go watch it again. I saw where it was on HBO, and I just, uh, I, I don't find know. it that disturbing. That's the thing. A lot of people, are like, oh, I don't, I don't I think don't. it was. Just, I don't, I don't think it was disturbing. I think it was just the the dourness to it I guess you know what I'm saying it was just like yeah. a downer movie it really was for the most part uh, so but yeah I, I don't need to watch it again I'm good you know it's I think it's neat I would prefer they not do a sequel to it I don't really see the need for one but uh, that's me so. yeah I, I hope it's not a sequel at all and I can see where Todd Phillips got I don't even think he did a great job with the movie. I don't know why everybody's trying to throw accolades at him. He literally rips off everything, like all the other movies, mm-hmm. like all the 80s gangster movies, stuff like that, mm-hmm. 80s, feels, 90s. Well, I said even the trailer made me think of a Martin Scorsese film. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just the, the the feeling that you have. You know, Scorsese has a certain feel to his movies, and I, the, it evoked that kind of feeling the trailer did. So... uh 
for me, and then the movie did feel that way too. I'm with you. I, I agree. I, I had the same thoughts. Maybe it's the fact that I just don't really care about the Joker as 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 a primary focus. Do you think that he has just become overused as a character? No, I mean I don't even think that. But I mean I don't think he's good without Batman. I mean, just on Dark Knight. Just on the Dark Knight yeah. works because. Well, one, it's grounded in reality, right? It's like, what if, mm-hmm. if if something happened and somebody was running around with a bat suit, whatever? I mean, it, it just felt, mm-hmm. I don't know, organic, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever. But um, and Heath Ledger's Joker is so damn good. Yeah, it's just it's just chaos, absolute chaos. Would you say he's the best Joker that we've had on film? I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean Nicholson's really. I mean that's. Yeah. But then again, Tim Burton's Batman is a completely that's different animal yeah. than Tim Burton's Batman's good. Yeah, I mean it's gothic. I mean Gotham City really feels gothic. Yeah, and it's over the top. I mean, of course, then it started getting way over the top with the Joel Schumacher Batman. Yeah, we won't even go there. Right, just kind of stick with the first two. Um, but I also think Cesar Romero. Yeah, is it Cesar Romero? Is yes. that his name? Yeah. Okay. From yeah, the Batman was... from the Batman sixties. TV yeah. show, yeah. He played a really good Joker. No, 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 Batman. Yeah, yes. Batman. Uh, yeah, but, I, but yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker is so so good. Though. I, I kind of go back and forth between him and Nicholson. I think Nicholson plays up the uh, comic book aspect of the character and hits it dead on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Burton did a good job. But when you get to the uh, more psychotic and I don't know, just the craziness, you know, of him, of the Joker. Uh, Heath Ledger hits that dead on. Uh, yeah. I, I still think of the pencil scene. It's like one of the scenes that will always stick out in my mind because it was just crazy even yeah. now. I need to go back and watch it again. It's been a long you time remember since i watched people got night. pissed off when they announced that Heath Ledger was yeah. going to be Joker? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, like I can still remember the marketing for that and the the why so serious uh, posters poster. and stuff. I've got that poster. Yeah, you knew you were going to get something. Oh. It, I think you knew then. Uh, at least I did. I think I knew then that it was going to be something special. You know what I'm saying? That leads me to another thing, though, about Bat- at least the Christopher Nolan Batman, which I think we talked probably what the first or the second episode I was on, or the first episode I was on for the, of the yes, podcast. I think but you, that's when you did your Batman. When you guys right. were talking about like, well, Josh's post on the page, I, I was able to see that one time at work, and mm-hmm. about franchises that were good all the way through. Somebody mentioned Christopher Nolan's Batman. I was like, hell no. Did everybody forget that Dark Knight Rises was a movie? Because mm-hmm. that was a movie that everybody was so pumped for coming off of the Dark Knight, but it did not stick the landing. I thought it was stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. why why would the entire police force of Gotham go underground? Right. Stupid. Dumb. And then having Bane, look, can we please get rid of Bane as being some kind of iconic Batman villain? Yes, he broke his back, but it was also during the 90s of yeah. DC Comics. Where hey, let's kill Superman, let's break Batman's back. Listen, we can't go into DC Comics because I went on a rant about them last week as well. So we can't right. we can't delve into that too much. But so, but I thought about that though. What what franchises are good all the way through? But I also saw where we're not saying just saying like the trilogies, like for instance, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and then there was the Hobbit, which is ugh, yeah, turned into a trilogy. That, that's still ridiculous. But I don't really know if there is. And you know, Godfather One and Godfather Two, mm-hmm. great. Well, if you'll hold off on that, we're going to touch back on it because I knew you'd have some stuff to say. So yeah. let's table that for just a little bit. 
<clears throat> and then we'll get into the meat of that because I'm going to pull up that post again. And we just kind of touched on it at the last episode, but I wanted to get you in on it because I knew you'd have some uh, some yeah. thoughts on that. So, but, so anyway, uh, so what I've been up to, I know you're about to ask me. So what, I, what I've been up to past two weeks, I've just been doing a lot of work. I've been actually going on job sites because it helps me when I'm trying to do estimates on, you know, projects. And so I'm actually getting out there getting dirty. I've got to go on job site Friday. It's going to be fun because it was downtown Nashville and they shut it down because of coronavirus, this job site, because Scanza, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess have been trying to, well, actually hadn't been doing enough to protect the workers. So I'm really thrilled about having to go up there for this, but, um, I don't know. Just been tired, exhausted. Um, I'm doing good though. I mean, I feel like everything is great, and I got a new TV. I broke down and finally upgraded to a 65, 65 inch OLED LG mm-hmm. TV. Now, my previous one was uh, was a fifty five, and it was the C seven. This is a C nine, and man, whoo boy, everything looks good. I was just before you called. I was on YouTube just looking at 4K videos, and mm-hmm. dude, man, HDR and everything just pops. But it, yeah, I got this though because it's gonna it's gonna future proof or is future proof for gaming, like you know, for the next generation, whether it's the PS5, uh, the Xbox Series X, or whatever, <laughs> whatever they're calling it. And uh, it has the HDMI 2.1, so that again, that's what's future proof. So mm-hmm. um, games look ridiculously good, man. Battlefield 5 runs very crisp. Um, 60 frames per second, um, HDR man, it just the colors pop. Been playing the crap out of Fallout, or that, uh, not Fallout, but actually, you know what? I've not gone back to Fallout since they the, the added the, the. Yeah, I've not finished anything. I need to go back to it. Waste, but, Wastelanders was that it yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Battlefield Five with a group of people I've never played before. People from Texas and this really cool chick. She. Uh, yeah, I don't play with many girls because I just don't really bump into them. So, to my surprise, I got to play with this chick and <laughs> sitting there the entire time trying to take care of her children at the same time, <laughs> hiding them and then cussing at the the Xbox, whatever. But uh, played with played a lot of the team play on that, and it it does wonders when you have more than four people playing. So, but um, got my comic books today. I got uh, finally giant size X Men with uh, with Nightcrawler. And it's mm-hmm. good to see Alan Davis's art. Uh, Marauders came out. Fantastic art on the cover. I didn't see who did that though. And then I picked up one from Omni Press. It's a number one issue. It is a horror comic, Rogue Planet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it had the vibes of that one comic that you purchased a long time ago about the drive the drive in. You know, when it oh, started yeah. like um, that's uh, I think what was the name of that? Jason Burroughs did the art on it. Um, I, I can't remember. It slips my mind right now. That was in my my indie snob comic book phase when I was buying nothing but indies hardly. Yeah, I just so, remember how crazy that comic yeah. was with its depictions to, of just like a movie. Yeah, a driving movie theater breaking down. Like what was the popcorn man or the cop popcorn yeah. god or something like mm-hmm. that, and people dying and just all kinds of grotesque stuff. I'm but trying to remember that's the what publisher this reminds me. I can't right now. Um, I think actually, I think Stephen Niles may have wrote that. I think I could be wrong. Um, I wish I could remember so I could figure it out. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the new TV. I'm just yeah, everything's good. Everything's great. But yeah, I was ready to. I, I, I guess having having two weeks off from not doing any podcasts kind of recharge the batteries a bit. So, 
Well, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that you needed to get recharged. So. I'm trying, um, to, I'm trying to find the the name of that right now. Uh, I thought it was called the drop-through, or the drop-in. I think I've got a copy of Avatar it. Press was the um, publisher. And then I'm trying to, let's see. Maybe he didn't do the art on it. Maybe it was somebody else. But it's Avatar Press was the publisher because they did a lot of those horror type yeah, comics. Yeah, Joe R. Lansdale's The Drive-In. Joe Avatar R. Lansdale. Press. Yes. Man, I used to love his stuff. He did some great comic books. Yeah. God, it was demented. I'm just seeing pictures of it right now. See, now I'm going to have to pull through my comic book boxes and see if I can find it. Share, you should share them with Ella Case. I'm sure she would have really appreciate what her dad was reading before she was born. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my wife will love that too she'll be all on board with that one. <laughs> oh, so cool thing about the new TV is that my mom gets my old TV mm-hmm. so she's very thrilled she's getting a 4K TV pretty much for free I mean, she, I mean she's my mom So, but because of this my mom has my old TV right now my 55 inch Samsung HD TV LED whatever and that's going to go to my grandmother and she's going to be thrilled because she watches TV on the smallest TV oh, the little bitty baby one yeah. yeah, now she's gonna have this fifty-five inch. So everybody benefits. I mean, yeah. I can easily sold this TV, but no. But um, let's see. Um, I was thinking about something today, randomly. Uh, you know how a lot of movies are getting remade. Hollywood's out of ideas, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think what movies could not be remade because the soundtrack was so awesome. And I was thinking like Highlander. Yeah. I, first yeah. of all, Highlander is in developmental hell. I don't know how, by the way. Bring back Highlander. Uh-huh. I love the TV show. I actually grew up watching the TV show before I watched the movie. Uh-huh. So, but um, yeah, just, but just, the soundtrack's so good. You just, couldn't remake it without Queen. Uh, the Flash, because you said Queen pops in. Flash my head. Gordon, yeah, Flash Gordon. Um, yeah, Flash Gordon. Sorry, I don't it's so bad, it's good, but that soundtrack yeah. really saves it. Um, uh, Dune, that Toto soundtrack is not bad at all. It's actually mm-hmm. very good. Toto. <laughs> uh, the one that pops in my head and has been remade and the remake was terrible was Footloose, but that always has a, a soft spot in my heart. Right. Uh, Footloose, um, I don't like seeing uh, like these live uh, remakes of, uh, like for instance, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I don't think you need that. Uh, Grease is another one that you don't need. Some of them I'm fine with, but some of them like you just don't need to, like, uh, you don't need to bother with. Those two popped to mind for me, but... Um, I was trying to think of anything else. Really, I wouldn't want to try to... Well, first of all, I wouldn't want to try to remake a Quentin Tarantino movie anyway. But, right. like, his soundtracks are so integral to his movies that um, I just don't... Uh, I don't I, I don't think those would ever work other than him like, doing... I, I can't even imagine Highlander. I mean, listen, I've I started thinking more and more about Highlander. I was like, wait a minute. You can't find Highlander, the TV show, like, on any streaming it's not service. not on anything. I don't think. Uh-uh. I don't think, as far as I know, it's not. What was it, Adrian Paul? Um, yes. Duncan McLeod or the Clown McLeod? Yes. Remember Christopher Lambert being like, hi, yes, I'm Christopher Lambert, I'm French. Yeah. <laughs> talks. As long as they don't try to remake Highlander 2, you're okay. So, that's another thing, like, oh, God, Highlander 2. And what a, we don't even talk about Highlander 3. That yeah, was the, one Mario Van Peebles yeah, was like some actually, kind of wizard. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? <laughs> I think. Did you? Or maybe we was talking about it off air. Me and Jonathan were talking about it. But uh, yeah, three was the final dimension here. And yes, is Mario Van Peebles was the enemy or the bad guy. And I don't think it. I don't think it. It wasn't as bad as two because you can't get as bad as two. But um, and then uh, the fourth one was uh, 
Oh, crud. I had to look this up when we were talking about the other night. I don't even remember now. But, you know, the fourth one was one that had uh, both Paul and Lambert in it. And yeah, and he, ha- and he Duncan kills yeah. Connor, so he can absorb all of his quickening. Yeah. So then they could fight that guy that was unfairly killing all the yeah. immortals, whatever. Yeah. And then there was one called The Source with Adrian Paul. Like yeah, I think the source that was just, and but that was, wasn't that like a made-for-TV thing? Something like that, but I, I want to say, though, he actually gets somebody pregnant, which is a big big mm-hmm. deal, right? Because, you know, if you're immortal, you can't right. have children. I guess once you are immortal, or whatever, however it works, but... No, Hallander too, though, God, talk about <laughs> tripping all mess. over yourself. Yeah, it's not even worth talking about. It's amazing that they could get two actors together that are so terrible at accents. Whether it's Sean Connery... <laughs> Or Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert, dude, by the way, in Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Remember, he sounded just yes. the same. Hello, I'm Raiden. Yeah. Yep. Hi, I'm Connor McLeod. Of that Lamb McLeod. You're not even trying, dude. <laughs> just and let's not get started on Sean Connery. He's like, I'm Juan Rebo Locho Lobos Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like in this uh, hunt for the Red October. Hello, comrades. <laughs> I'm whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Russia, Mother Russia, whatever. So stupid, but. I don't. You see, Highlander would be such a great. It, it, we're in the golden era of TV, right? I believe we are, and it would be such a good show if someone did it right. I mean, I guess you could do Connor if you wanted to, or just I don't know. But the, the, the gist, what, the gist of it is, is that it's hard when Connor, you know, beats the final immortal, At you the, know, Kurgan yes. in the first one, mm-hmm. and then they try to just. And then just, hey, let's let's just retcon all this, and we'll just keep trucking. So. But yeah, Queen had. I mean, I, that's what I love is that Queen. They used, they used uh, Princess of, uh, I mean, Princess of Universe yep. for the TV show. That was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just need to continue to do that. Makes me want to pull out my Highlander Blu-ray and watch. I've been thinking about that a little bit because for some reason there's been a lot of Highlander talk between this podcast and then I was listening to the Box Officers podcast and they talk about it this week and of course they're. Like the rest of us, and everybody, everybody puts down Highlander too. It's such a bad movie. It's like, is it though? Yes, it is. is. It? Yeah, I have to go back and rewatch. Yeah, it. you it's need been to a while. yeah rewatch it and then let me know what you think. You can watch the, the I would watch the Renegade cut because it's I guess better than the original cut. the The quickening was the original one. So, but anyway, it's just bad stuff. But I, I, a lot of Highlander talk happening for some reason. Seriously, Connor, why why are you gonna like win the prize and then you're gonna become some like what is, what is he, a scientist in the second yeah, movie? Yeah, it's something like yeah. Hi, it's, we are going to use the radiation to the Earth. It's a mess. It's ugh, ugh, gross. Threw what planet were they from? Uh, well, that all gets uh, if I remember right in the Renegade cut, that all gets uh, retconned out. The whole that whole storyline is scrapped about it being. Uh, space aliens and stuff. If I remember right, I could be wrong because I've not watched it. In, I mean, like it's been twenty years, I bet, since I've watched Highlander two because I refuse to. So, but well, I hope they can do a TV show. I would, I would like to love see to have a TV, TV show. show uh, you know, an HBO HBO style one that uh, Zeist. Yeah, yeah, that's where they came from. Zeist. Z e i s t. You know, something like all the HBO where, you know, there's seriousness to it and all that. A nice 10, as we've said, a 10-episode block for a season. So, uh, But, yeah, that was my – that's the only thing I was thinking about was just these movies are great soundtracks. 
and how they can never be remade because they'll try to put, you know bring some that new age singer in and yeah and try to remake the soundtrack and it's just absolute garbage. So Footloose again comes to mind for me with me on that one. Gotta <laughs> Who sang the song for that? We don't. Instead we of, don't put down Kenny Loggins. On this I was podcast. gonna say who sang it instead of Kenny Loggins. I can't remember. Oh, it was Blake Shelton. It was terrible. Oh, oh great! So it was very delicious. That's another. You can't even remake Flash Gordon either because it's so over the top. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's a bad. Gordon's alive. Flash Gordon is a bad movie. That is a terrible movie. But I will. If anybody was like, "Hey, let's watch Flash Gordon," I'm like, "Yes, I'm in. Let's yeah. do this." It's a great, terrible movie, in my opinion. And it only gets better with age. And another movie I was thinking about, Scarface. Uh, Al Pacino's Scarface is so good. And that soundtrack, yeah. man, it's it's so yeah. 80s. But, and I know they're going to remake it again. I know this is, what, the third or fourth time they're going to remake Scarface. I know it came out, like, in the 1930s, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there was even another one in the 60s. But the 80s, man, God. Was it Brian De Palma, I think, directed it? And yes. I can't remember who did the... Um, who did the soundtrack to that? He's got a very unique name. Um, I can't. Trying, I, I don't have a clue. Scarface uh, soundtrack. It was. Well, it just says various artists. Screw you. It's. Gosh. Um. I just looked up Scarface soundtrack man trying to find this. Oh yeah. Okay. It was jo- no man. No. Uh, yeah, Giorgio uh, Moroder, Moroder, uh, whatever, dude. I'm not even. I'm. I'm not Alex Trebek. I can't do that. I can't just pronounce everything correctly. <laughs> so. Um. Anyways, yes. I, I guess we need to move on because we've been talking about just random shit here. That's the that's the podcast. That's the way it uh, goes. Okay. Jonathan kept apologizing last week because we we get off track, you know. And I was like, dude, it's okay. That's that's the podcast. We just kind of we have an outline, <laughs> but then we just let it go. Where, it goes. where we're going, John? We don't need outlines. Exactly. I don't know why I called him John. That's so weird. So, Clay, I sent you a text message uh, yesterday mm-hmm. of a nice little surprise I got in the mail, mm-hmm. and it was a TurboGrafx 16 Mini. That's uh, sexy. I have talked about my love of these mini consoles. I, I think I don't know if I've. I don't know if the amount I've paid for them is really worth it, but um, I never played the TurboGrafx-16. I take that back. I played the TurboGrafx-16 very little. I played it uh, one Probably time a couple times. Yeah, probably a couple times. So I was pretty excited to try some of these games, and I'll be honest with you, um, I'm not disappointed. I had a good time. I've got it here in front of me. I played uh, Alien Crush, which is a pinball game that I always wanted to play. It's one of the ones I remember from back in the day. And I checked out, of course, Bonk's Revenge. And then what's the shooter? Uh, Soldier Blade, which is a top-down vertical shooter. And I was having a blast with them. My only problem so far with it is that there seem to be uh, some uh, latency issues and between the input time and on-screen. But uh, that may, may have just been the TV I was on. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you um, might always want to check your TV because yeah, so, if it's running like 60 frames per right, second all the time, right. it's going to... So that could have been part of it, you know. But anyway, I was having a good time with it. That controller's kind of neat. It's unlike most of them. It has a gigantic USB cord that you can uh, really get away from TV because, you know, like with an NES Classic, you're basically sitting right there in front of it. 
But the cool thing about this is not only does it have the TurboGrafx-16 games, um, let me go out here. I'll go through some of these just real quick. It's got Alien Crush, Blazing Lasers, Dungeon Explorer, Moto Re- Rotor, Power Golf, R-Type, Victory Run, Chew Man Few, JJ and Jeff, Military Madness, Newtopia, Ninja Spirit, Psychosis, Space Harrier, Splatterhouse, Wise Book 1 and 2, Bonk's Revenge, Caddish, Parasol, Stars, Airzonk, Newtopia 2, New Adventure Island, Soldier Blade, Bomberman 93, and Lords of Thunder. That's everything that's on the uh, TurboGrafx-16 side. They definitely don't make games like they used to no. with names like that. Right. And the reason Zardoff's Revenge. The reason I say it like that is that it also... PC Beavers. <laughs> it also has PC Engine games on Tiddly it Tiddly Tiddly well. 3. <laughs> Willy Winky 4. Again. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved Willy Winky 4. It's not as good as 3, but again, it was good. Again, it also has PC Engine games on it, and I never play, I have never played a PC Engine game. Uh, and it's got two... I'm not going to go through all these. Two, four, six, eight, about 20 games on the PC Engine side, and most of them are in Japanese in the original form. So I haven't got to sit down and check them out. But anyway, I got that. The The box itself is cool. I mean, it's the TurboGrafx-16 box. If you've never checked one out, I suggest you at least take a look at it because it's a neat-looking box, or and uh, it had the card slot in the front of it. Um, the... The controller has turbo for both buttons, and you can adjust the turbo speed on it, that kind of thing. Oh, nice. So it's a fun little thing. Uh, I'm I'm digging it. What I haven't, like I said, I haven't got to play it a lot, but what I have played, I really did enjoy. I was having a good time with it yesterday. Uh, and then from there, uh, as I've told you, and I've probably not talked about it on here, I don't think I have. I am. Uh, I have become addicted to TikTok, mm. and lately my TikTok feed has been invaded by dance dance routines which are funny in themselves i have a good time laughing at them uh it goes so their algorithm i I, the way i figure it their algorithm is based on likes and if you if and if you view a video all the way through so then you'll start I, i think i'm not sure but the way it seems because at first it was nothing but dirty jokes that would come through on it and then it started including lots of like dogs and cat videos because I'd watch them because they're funny. They're funny. You know how it is. I mean, you got a dog. Dogs do some hilarious stuff, and cats are like the most pissy things in the world. But anyway, and then so I was invaded with those, and then I started thinking, huh, is that what's going on? So I started messing with it, and this is how I've come to this conclusion. But anyway, I've been invaded by these dance videos, and one of them is uh, Blinding Lights from The weekend. And it's yeah. like it's like thirty seconds, and it's just this little dance routine they do, and it's pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, so that's like I, I was really digging that just that little bit because it has like an eighties synth feel to it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I was like, huh? So I I went and got the weekend after hours, and I've never listened to the weekend. It's just not really my thing. Uh, but uh, dude, I've been listening to it like for the last week nonstop, and it, the eighties feel to it. I think that Sith. Uh, feel to it is what gets me but I really dig that album uh, I 
So I've had that. Which wait, um, you you've been watching or read or excuse me, listening to the weekend? Yes, the album After Hours, the album, the whole album. Yeah, yeah dude, I've been listening really to that good. man. It's really good, really good, really really good. Yeah, uh, I was impressed. Like Blinding Lights is really good that song, but then I was like, I'm gonna listen to some more of it, and so I was like, oh man, this is freaking awesome. That opening it, song on there, that yeah. first song, man, it's all synthy. It's yeah. dark. It's, it reminds yeah, it, me of um, Scarface. Well, no, yeah, no. There's this band called The Midnight, and they do uh, synth-based stuff like that too. And it's like '80s geek culture that they're centered in, uh, and it reminds me of some of that stuff too. So there's that, and then also I need to give a shout out to the new Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit album reunions. Two completely different genres, but. Um, this Jason Isabel album is incredible. His stuff is incredible. I've been listening to it for a long time. Um, it's it's a it's a rock. He dabbles in country and rock, uh, but this is more of the rock stuff. Normally, his country stuff is uh, his solo albums, but when he has the four hundred unit, it's uh, more of a rock. Um, so this is a new one that just come out. It's really good. I highly recommend it if you want something. That just it's just really good. Uh, this one and his last one, the Nashville Sound, are both incredible albums. So I had that. I did both those. Uh, I'm impressed with myself for listening to the weekend again because I didn't think that was something I would be into at all. But it's really good. Um, so, but then from there, uh, I got a nice another package in the mail. I got speaking of eighties house. You remember the house movies, House One and Two? No, you don't, I don't remember. Know what those you, what are you, oh what are you talking about? The just there were two horror movies from the eighties, House and House Two. Um, I used to rent them all the time on VHS. I love them; they're so good. I had a, the Marvel comic uh, adopt adaption of uh, House Two. Uh, I wore it out reading it so much. Uh, but anyway, there's this company called Arrow Video that specializes in eighties uh, movies and stuff like that, and it it. I was like, oh, I can't find them. It took me forever to find these things and finally get them. I've been back ordered for like months. So anyway, I've got both of those. Haven't got to watch them yet. Uh, I can't again. Can't recommend these enough. I love both these movies. They're so good. Uh, two completely different movies, but still have the house name. So got those. Uh, like you, I, unlike you, I have not got my new comic books, but I'm still reading through that stack of comics that I found. <clears throat> really digging so far. Uh, finished up the Marauders and uh, X Men and New Mutants. All of them just still kicking really good. Uh, enjoying it. It feels good to have comics back, doesn't it? By the way. Oh yeah, it does. So next time I'm in Cookville, I'm gonna have to go by and get my comics. And then uh, today I got. Uh, I forgot that today HBO Max come out. Yeah, um, uh, actually, took a look at it. Um, they have all the studio. Was it Ghibli's? Ghibli? Keepless? Ghibli. It depends on. Some people say Ghibli. Some people say Ghibli. I go with Ghibli. But um, I finally, get to watch all that. Uh, that's one, that's the first thing we watched today. I thought for sure the first thing I was going to watch was a Friends, of course, because now I can watch Friends again. Okay. But um, we watched The Secret of Arietti with Ella Kate. That's her kind of her introduction into the Studio Ghibli stuff. So I'm excited for her to get to watch some of them. Uh, and then I watched, started watching Doom Patrol because it's on there. And it's pretty interesting so far. Nothing's in 4K. Not That's very disappointing. Yeah. How are we going to there and release that without having like, I think 4K? It will. I think it will down the road. Because, nice, dude, all the ahead. Disney movies, all the Star Wars movies yeah. look great in 4K. I, uh, 
uh, I I subscribed to HBO, so I got it for free. And didn't you get it for free too? Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. So and everybody else in Cookville in Tennessee get to watch <laughs> HBO because of me. I, so. I'm pretty excited. It had some good stuff on there. Um, so it's kind of nice to get the Warner Brothers and all that. That's where I saw Joker was on HBO. When I, I was looking on there and I was like, oh, it's on HBO now. So, but uh, I'm digging it so far. Um, I'll probably come back and talk about it a little bit more. Uh, I'm gonna get Josh on here again. He he's got uh, is it Comcast or Xfin- I think it's Comcast that gets you Peacock for free right now. Mm-hmm. And um, he said it's terrible. And he forgot to, yeah, he said he he meant to bring it up last week and forgot to. So I'm gonna get him back on here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a streaming talk. We're gonna talk about all these different streaming options and blah 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 and all that stuff. I just hope Netflix goes away from charging extra for 4K. I think that's stupid. Uh, yeah, when, what is it? How much is it? Uh, Five dollars more or something like that? I, I think so. Something like that. So then, uh, besides that, because we didn't get into the meat of the episode, I played the, uh, I mentioned that I bought it, but I played the new Ticket to Ride, or not new, but Ticket to Ride London. Uh, if you're a Ticket to Ride fan, it's complete, it's not completely different. It's the same setup. There's a couple little differences, but man, the game moves way quicker than a game of regular Ticket to Ride because it's a smaller board and a more compact space. And uh, they've done a few little changes, but it's really fun. Um, I have gotten into Mystic Veil on the iPhone. If you're a fan of the board game, I recommend go ahead and shelling out. I think it's four ninety nine for the for the app or for the game on the iPhone. Uh, it's a faithful recreation, and I'm really digging it. I cannot win at it. I have yet. I have never won a game, and I've come in last every time. But I still have a good time playing it. So that's what counts. And yeah. lastly, of course, we are still playing Call of Duty Warzone. We have still not won a game. We can we're pretty consistent in the top ten or yeah, top ten, top fifteen. We we can get we've gotten up to two multiple times and yours truly lost the game for us the last time we had a second place finish. I was set up perfectly. Uh but unfortunately I had no grenades. I had a heartbeat sensor and watched the dudes come I was down below a ledge. So the cool thing about this one, Clay, is they changed it. When it gets down to the final circle, you know how it's with both these, most of these battle royales, it just closes in on you, just keeps on going in. This one, the circle actually moves, so you have to move with the circle. Oh wow! And I was set up. There was a ledge, and I was hiding under it. I had a good little spot, and I had my heartbeat sensor, and I watched these two dudes coming right at me. And if I'd had a any kind of explosive stuff I I would have won but uh, all I had was a shotgun and an LMG and as soon as, as soon as I started firing at them they turned around and tore me up but they probably, they had more armor I was pretty depleted on armor but um, anyway still digging it I did get a red access card this week and I was excited to finally open one of the bunkers but the team I was playing with uh, we got in a helicopter and they flew directly into a light pole and killed us all so I did not get to do that Oh, yay. You know what's going to happen. I'm going to play this, and I'm going to get number one before you guys do. And You guys have been playing for, like, weeks and months and years. I hope you do. Um, I would would not have a problem with it because we've been playing here lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's – I thought at first it was, like, a level thing because I'm a level one – Josh and I are level 122. Both of us are 122, I believe. And I think it – 
I think it uh, taps out at 150. I think that's as high as you can get. I don't think I've ever seen anybody over 150. But anyway, um, I thought it was because we were getting up into higher levels and, you know, matchmaking was matching us up, you know, with just high-level players. Uh, and we were, like, it, it was an adjustment. And people were – and it was hard to – everything we were trying to do, everybody else was doing the same thing, basically. Yeah. So it was kind of frustrating because – uh, you know, you have plans and then everything gets blown apart. But anyway, I thought it was because of their matchmaking algorithm, but I'm wrong because I was playing the other day and I got matched up with like some 30s and some 60s and stuff. So I don't know. It's just a higher level players are in there more often, I guess, right now. But either way, uh, still a good game. Still on the fence about buying the whole game. I know that Jonathan bought the whole game and said he really dug the campaign a lot. So I don't... Uh, the one thing I don't like is how they gate all of the operators behind having to beat like all kinds of different stuff to unlock them. You don't just yeah. get them when you buy the game. Like Jonathan said, he beat the whole game and he thought he was going to get some new operators, but it ends up he has to beat all the spec op stuff. Yep. So it's just kind of frustrating on that end. But I, if you have the whole game, I'm good with just you know the free thing and whatever operators I unlock along the way. So anyway, that's it for that. It's enough Call of Duty talk for the week. Um, I do want to mention just real quick, Clay, because for some reason last week, of all the times to forget to bring it up in the middle of all of the Star Wars talk that we had, uh, and not only being the anniversary of the original Star Wars, this is it was the anniversary of Empire, the 40th anniversary. So oh, we neglected to mention that. So just real quick, Clay. Just right off the top of your head, what is your favorite scene in Empire? Oh, man. I love you. I know. Is that your favorite? Hell yeah, it is. I think mine, and I said this before, that is a great scene, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think mine is, um, I've always, the Hoth stuff has always been my, uh, the whole thing is good. The whole movie is just, it's a perfect movie, in my opinion. But when I was a kid, and I think I posted this on the uh, Facebook page, but when I was a kid, and you remember when they after they blow up the probe droid and then they know that the empire's coming and everybody's setting up and blah blah and they're getting the trenches and all that stuff and the dude looks through his binoculars and you see the the at at foot come down for the first time oh yeah through that there's it just always sticks in my mind and then of course there's always the the no disintegration stuff but anyway just wanted to just wanted to put that out there we're terrible human beings that completely forgot about mentioning the empire 40th anniversary cuz that is the best star wars movie bar none Right. So, anyway, moving on from that, Clay, let's move into a little news this week. Uh, I guess, fortunately, we don't have nearly as much news this week as we did last week. Of course, I was working from, what, two weeks' worth of stuff, and there was quite a bit of stuff that come out. But I put this one in here, Clay, because you were not here, and we've talked about this before. And so I want to hear what you think. Okay, I'll, let me I'll, let me read the headline and I'll ask you my question. Justice League: The Snyder Cut will cost more than thirty million, says HBO Max boss. So I put this in here just to start this up, this conversation up, or to hear what you had to say. Um, thirty million was a lot, but it amazes me that they're going to go over thirty million just to make this movie and put it on HBO Max. Um, my question for you, Clay, is, and the same one I asked him. Are you excited for this movie? And if so, will you watch this movie? No, I'm not excited at all. <laughs> will you watch it? 
Will you watch? I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch to see a train wreck. I guess happen in real time mm-hmm. again. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get the obsession over it. It's just not a good movie. I don't care if Josh Whedon had to come in and you know help out. Whatever. I don't think the more I, I and I'm not defend. I mean, I'm not knocking Josh Whedon. I'm not defending Snyder or anything. <laughs> I don't think that. I think we're going to see a completely different movie. I think it's. I think Whedon come in and took what he could and made a movie out of what he had to work with. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think this. I don't think. I think it's going to be completely different. I really do. Now, are you excited about a four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League movie? <laughs> I don't even know what to think about it. To be honest, <laughs> let me say it again. Like... Four hours. Are they going to split it into like episodes? And it's well, make one big movie? they've said there's they've not confirmed, but there's been talk that it'll be a, just a four hour movie. But then there's been talks of cutting it up into like a six episode uh, event type of thing. So I'd rather watch the four hour thing and just get it over with myself. But here's the thing: when do you have four hours to watch a movie? I mean, I don't know. especially me and you know, in my case, I mean, with twins and stuff, and so. You know, if I, any more, if I sit back to watch a movie, I fall asleep. I'm getting so old, but uh, I don't know. It just amazes me that they're going to spend this much money to uh, finish this movie. It amazes me that there's been this much groundswell support for this movie because I, I tell you what, I went back over the weekend and I've watched The Man of Steel, Justice League, or I mean Batman versus Superman and Justice League over the weekend because of this. And they are still not good movies at all. I, well, this is the this is the issue, and I, and I remember you guys talking about this last week. The issue with it is they try to replicate Batman. Mm-hmm. They try to replicate Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. masterpiece. The mm-hmm. the well, the first. Well, I even want to say the first movie. The first movie is kind of in too, but the second one's just it's just a, such a damn good movie. Right. But the thing is, when you try to go for gritty and dark with Superman, it's not going to work. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, the movie. It's just the muted colors. It's it's not. It's, Super it's far, just, Superman uh, is so far off base, and we talked about this last week. But Superman's so far off base, his character that I, you know it's just hard to watch. And I don't think it. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he does a good Superman. Uh, I would like to see a Superman movie where they make a Superman movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, the only the only redeeming thing and I said it last week and I'll say it again this week about Batman versus Superman is Wonder Woman and how how it how's the Snyder managed to pull that off just based on the rest of the material around that you know around it amazes me yeah. but I mean if I you know I can knock him and whatever but I will thank him always for giving us Gal, Gal Gadot as super uh, as Wonder Woman so, she's great yeah. I mean that, that is the redeeming only it's redeeming, the only thing, about redeeming thing about it. So I don't know. And the Justice League, to me, it's it's just a train wreck. It's it's all over the place. Uh, so, but anyway, watch that, and it's just kind of. I was like, when I got done, I watched it over the weekend. I didn't watch them all back to back or anything. But like, I was just like, well, I guess I won't have to watch those again for a while. And I watched the stupid ultimate cut of. Of Batman versus Superman, which is three hours of Zack Snyder DC characters. So, ugh. 
It was bad. It was <laughs> so bad. And like, don't I didn't even get started on like Doomsday and all that stuff. But uh, the, the, I tell you what, I'm gonna finish on this. Man of Steel. Michael Shannon as General Zod was great casting. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I like that. So that's it. That's it for that one. Uh, we're done with our Jacks or our Zack Snyder Jack. Uh, okay, so from there, uh, I found this one. Uh, we had talked about Tom Cruise making a space movie. Uh, now he has a director, and it is Doug Liman who directed uh, Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, and Repeat, which is a great movie, by the way. So, do you are you even more excited for this movie now that Doug Liman has been attached to direct it, Clay? Nope, Tom Cruise doesn't, just doesn't do it for me anymore. Not even in the Mission Impossible movies. No, I liked Fallout. I've liked the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. So, um, do I have that in here? Yes. So, I'll, well, I'll they're going to make like ten more. No, I'll hold off on that. But anyway, okay. That's. I just want to know if you were excited. Um, I, do. You, are you interested to see how they pull this off? What about that? No, not at all. So, like, dude, I, seriously, Tom Cruise just does not interest me. Right, anymore. I'm saying like just the the actual, you know, the filming of this in space. Would you watch it just to see how they how they do this and how it looks as a as a movie? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe I we'll see. We'll see if they pull it off, or if Tom, if Tom Cruise dies in the making of this movie, I'll watch it. <laughs> so, okay, well, moving on from that one, um, this is pretty. Uh, this was pretty exciting for me. Uh, Scott Derrickson is going to direct Labyrinth 2. And, of course, Scott Derrickson directed Doctor Strange for Marvel. Yeah. So, well, do you like... I mean, you, David Bowie won't be in it, so no. Uh, that's true. I thought about that, too. Um, what if they bring back Jennifer Conley? Nope. Don't even care. Man, David Bowie's what does that movie for, man. David, man, I, well, I love David Bowie so much. As a musician and actor, is so. is that a movie that you think needs to just not be touched? Is it is it that you know what I'm saying? Is it on that high ground where you don't need to make a sequel to it? It just stands on its own. Well, it's going to be terrible. Cause, I mean, if they remake it, it's, it's not. Be it's not a remake. It's a sequel. The Goblin King, whatever his name is, needs to be that Chad Kroger guy from Nickelback. If they remake it, because if you're going to remake it, you know it's going to be bad. His name, bomb. You might as well go his, all the way down. His name's Jareth, by the way. Jareth, the Goblin King. Oh, sorry. So, um, I don't know. I like Scott Derrickson as a director, but um, and I know people are excited, but I, I am of mind that I don't think you need a sequel to this movie. And one of the main reasons is, like you said, because David Boy's no longer with us. So you know, I mean, and he's he's in te- he's he's the movie really when you think about it you know oh yeah so um i'll be interested to see what they do but um i don't know we'll see uh i'll i'm interested to see what they'll do that's where i'm gonna leave it at for that one so moving on from that sticking around in the kind of the disney marvel stuff uh the star wars high republic stuff that's coming out got delayed five months into next year um i was excited about that charles soul one the adult there see there's an adult novel light of the jedi and then there was a middle 
middle grade novel, which was uh, The Test of Courage. And that's the start of the High Republic stuff, and it'll be pushed back to January 5th, 2021. And then there'll be another young adult one, uh, Into the Dark, which will come out on February the 2nd. So, Clay, we touched on a little bit. Are you still excited for this High Republic stuff? And I'll give the first book a try. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not ready in the new book since Disney took over, but yeah, I'll try. I have tried. We talked about this a little bit last week um, because, you know, the Timothy Olafonte uh, Mandalorian stuff and the character he's going to be was in Star Wars Aftermath, which is yeah. the first book after, you know, setting up Force Awakens and all that stuff. And I, I, tr- I made it, I didn't even make it halfway through it, and I've not been able to make it through any of the new uh, Star Wars stuff. Uh, like I said, I have not read the Thrawn one. I have faith in Timothy Zahn, so I'm sure it's really good. But um, I just can't get into him. I don't know if it... Do you think it's just, you know, having grown up on the extended universe stuff or legend stuff now um, that kind of makes you gun-shy on reading the new stuff or you just not have interest? Uh, I think it's just no interest. I mean, mm-hmm. it just yeah, it sucks though because we put a lot, a lot in of time that. vested in those in yeah. that whole. And I mean, there's a lot of time by the uh, public, the writers and the publishers and so on and so forth, making that extended universe, which was uh, pretty awesome when you think about it. I mean, uh, of course, there's the Thrawn books we talked about, but uh, which I love. All the Thrawn stuff, or not Thrawn, but the Zahn stuff. I'm sorry, the Timothy Zahn stuff. All the stuff that he did was great and you could guarantee it'd be great but man that I'm telling you you for my money the use on Vong stuff I, that would make that would have been the great next uh, trilogy instead of what we got you know what I'm saying yeah but that's just me I mean well the Timothy Zahn stuff would have been perfect so whatever but anyway uh, kind of sad to hear that they delayed this but it's not a surprise with everything that's going on in the world so we just have to wait about five months i'm with you i'm gonna try that first book hopefully i'll be pleasantly surprised by what we get so moving on from that one and this is where i bring up uh the tom cruise connection again in the um mission impossible stuff uh james mangold has been tapped to direct indiana jones 5 and james mangold has done the last two Mission Impossible movies, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a good chance this movie's going to be set in what the seventies. Um, I'm kind of breezing down through. You would think. Let's see. What was uh, four was set in the fifties, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe this will be in the sixties. Sixties or seventies. Um, mm-hmm. And Mangold. I don't dislike James. Well, he did do Logan. Logan, Logan is an incredible movie. Uh, pro- as movie. we said, I think it's my favorite of the 20th Century Fox X Men movies. I think. I don't know. I always think back to X Men Two as well. So, yeah. but anyway, um, are you glad? Okay, are you are you saddened that Spielberg's not going to be there in the director's chair for the first time? Sure, of course, because I mean this was always a George Lucas Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. affair, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I'll still I'm still watch it. I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in it. I mean, I'll, like I said, the fourth one is not as bad as everyone wants to make it well, out to be. You know, because I said, I, I said last week, I. I I retracted some of my hatred of that movie. I still don't think it's a good... It's not my favorite Indiana Jones movie by far, but, you know, it's not as bad as what I had originally. You know, my distaste of it when I watched it at the theaters is not nearly as bad now as what it was then. It's going to be fun in this fifth movie when they when they pull a 
uh, Temple of Doom and just don't even acknowledge like the cast from the first movie. Really, that's because Temple of Doom set before the first movie. So, is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yep. Really? Yep. That is I think that's what people. I think that's why people have a really hard time with Temple of Doom. One of the reasons uh, I've spoke at length about my love of Temple of Doom and my reasons, but anyway, yeah, it's set before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Had no idea. My mind is blown. You right may now. want to um, fact check me on that if you want, real quick. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, it was set before Raiders. Um. So, but uh, I'm pretty excited. Like we said, James Mangold. Uh, I mean, Logan is an incredible movie. I need to watch that movie again. Actually, I thought about that the other day when I saw this news. So we got that. I am with you. I'm sad to see Spielberg not there. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I'm always up for a good Indiana Jones flick. And lastly, Clay, um, I I am excited to say that if you have Game Pass, No Man's Sky is landing there in June of this year. Just yeah. a few days. Uh, I'm glad I never bought are it. You, I'll, I'll are you going to give it, it a shot? Of course, yeah. yeah. Definitely will. Oh, my God, yes. 1935 was I, I was thinking 34, but I wasn't going to say and be completely wrong, but I wasn't that bad off. Yep. That's what I thought. And then 36, and not too When you think about it, that kind of explains some of those issues people have, like you said, with not acknowledging anything that had happened in the previous movie and that kind of thing. So I had yeah. I had no idea. Yep. Huh. So there you go, people. Something I have uh, I have stumped Clay for once. So uh, well, yeah, I'm sitting here like what. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like I said, I know that people have their problems with that movie, and I understand why some people don't like it and so on and so forth. But, um, uh, you know, that explains away why you don't hear anything about um, Marion and so on and so forth. So, um, and instead you get... But what what I don't understand, we're short round in in Raiders, right? Right? We're short round. So Yeah. Maybe they realize that maybe they're just the horrible characterizations of India. Yeah, they're <laughs> just you know we're just not going to talk yeah, about it's, that. It's the part of the times too. I mean, I was we were I was listening to another podcast was talking about some of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so we got No Man's Sky coming to Game Pass in June. Uh, pretty excited about that as well. Just want to throw that out there uh, once again. Another great reason to get Game Pass if you have an Xbox. So that's it, Clay, for the news this week. Anything you need to add to news before we move on? I don't really have anything else to add on to. I'm still like baffled. I cannot <laughs> believe that Temple of Doom is technically a prequel. So that, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I th- I figured you knew that. That's why I never said it before. No. Okay. So, and I think uh, next you're going to tell me that Back to Future Part Two is an actual good movie. No, nah, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll never say that. I'm sorry. Never. That's good. Um. So, I just wanted to hit real quick. We talked about it some last week. Uh, Glenn had posted on the page about um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, is it the best part three of a trilogy? And got some good comments on there from that one. Uh, Clay, first question is, do you think that Indiana Jones is the best part three of a trilogy? <laughs> Let me think. 
I'm thinking about a lot of prominent part threes. I mean, Return of the Jedi is good, but not great. Um, I have a soft spot for Return of the Jedi because, um, well, for, I, I do love the movie, but uh, I think part of that is from... Uh, it was the first Star Wars movie I watched in the theater. I watched it at the drive-in here in Jamestown when they still had it before they burned it down for insurance. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, you know, that, that weighs a big part, you know, that movie-going experience. But I've always been a defender of Return of the Jedi. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'd say Return of the King is pretty good third movie. Mm-hmm. It really puts a bow on that trilogy. A, a, a um, long bow. Very long yeah. bow. But if you've read the book... If you've read Return of the King book, it goes even further. I mean, like it goes, it goes way, way in depth about everything that happens to everybody. So, um, what do you think? Are you going to take Last Crusade? I'm going to. I get my Last Crusade. That was my first Indiana Jones movie. I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that movie. Was that, that your first? Great. That was your first Indy? Yeah. Really? Huh. Mine was mine was Raiders, and then yeah. Raiders was my first, and then Temple was uh, Temple was the I watched it at the drive-in, and it scared the bejesus out of me at the time. But um, I, it's I I would go I went back and forth, but I really do think I think I'd have to go with Return of the King. Although people are saying that because Hobbit is um, part of this, that it's not really a, a three-part series. But yeah. I'm not going with that. The Hobbit is a is a piece of is 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 a terrible movie that should have never been made. If anybody has a problem with it, they can let me know on the on the <laughs> comments. But I'm sorry, that is not a good movie. There is no way that movie should have been made into three separate movies. One movie at best could have done it. I agree. So, and I love The Hobbit. I love the book. I've read the book numerous times, and I've read. I don't mean Revenge of the Sith is good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. Um, I mean, you know, some bad dialogue withstanding, that's still a great wrap-up to that prequel trilogy. And I, I think we talked about it. I watched it not too long ago, and, like, that end still gets me. I mean, not the Padme and no stuff, but, like, you know, when they're... Where is the, Padme? Uh, Remember when he says that in Darth Vader? That's yeah. so funny to me. Like, where is Padme? But the... Uh, the lightsaber fight and then you know Anakin and all in his speech and all that stuff so uh, but I'm going to go with Return of the King myself so did you decide on one I'm sorry yeah 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 I'm going Last Crusade you going Last Crusade it is a good one it is a great movie um, some let me run down through here just real quick some other good ones that people said uh, Kath, Kathleen brought up Return of the King and Prophecy 3 have you ever seen any of the Prophecy movies no. Christopher what Walken. about Captain America: Civil War? That's a damn good that movie. That is a good movie. Yes, it is. I don't even know if that one was mentioned on here. Mm. Really good. Uh, Ragnarok. Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. My favorite Thor movie by a mile. Love that movie. I can watch it. Every uh, day. Avengers. Affinity well, War. somebody brings That's that one. Third. Up. Yeah, bring, somebody brings that one up. Um, let's see. What's this one? Okay, that's in line with that. Uh, Ryan said Last Crusade, uh, maybe Infinity War, but um, is Infinity War really the third part? Because there's yeah, you know what I'm I mean saying? they're technical movies or well, I mean it's a, I mean uh, yes, it's a direct follow up to oh well Infinity War. Never mind, I'm thinking of Endgame. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just 
and only because the only reason I think of it because it is a freaking great movie, but uh, the cliffhanger leaves you wanting so much more at the end of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, let's see. Adam said, "Die Hard with a Vengeance" and Rocky Three. Uh, mm. Die Hard with a Vengeance is a freaking awesome movie. Uh, him and Samuel L. Jackson make a great uh, pair. Uh, Rocky Three. Uh, I just think of Hulk Hogan every time I think about Hulk, Rocky Three. Now, Nick brought up a real good one that I never would have thought of: uh, Goldfinger, the third Bond movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goldfinger is my favorite mm-hmm. Bond movie. Uh, and then he also says uh, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Um, I have grown to like Mad Max a little bit more over the years. Or, I mean, Thunderdome. It's not my favorite Mad Max. Um, I don't know if it'd be a, a you know the best part three of a series but um uh I, i'm more of a road warrior person when it comes to mad max but i won't go on a mad max rant right now so uh he also says christmas vacation and i think we know your love of christmas vacation yeah great uh, return of the king <laughs> again matthew said and then uh, prisoner of azkaban I, th- I like the prisoner of azkaban one just because that's when harry potter turns that corner and becomes a darker series you know what I'm saying after the first two yeah. um, then he says uh, uh, side note Star Trek 4 is trash and you all know it <laughs> uh, let's see and then here we go okay Don posted uh, a ton of them I'm going to run these down of course you had Last Crusade uh, Iron Man 3 what do you think about that uh, I know a lot of people give Iron yeah, Man 3 I li- crap. I like I mean, Iron I Man 3. It. I like the twist with the Mandarin. I had no problem with it at all. Yeah. Um, Predators. I haven't watched Predators in a long time, but um, I don't know. I, it's hard to beat that first Predator movie. I don't think it's... I don't know. It, if I remember right, it's pretty good, though. Like I say, it's been a long time since I've watched Predators. So. Uh, he says Thunderdome again, Return of the King, of course, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Ooh, here's one, Army of Darkness. Yeah, now, that is a damn fine movie. I'll say it. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street three, The Dream Warriors. That's my favorite one. I love it. I love that one just for the Dawkins soundtrack because I'm always rocking with Dawkins. Uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth Part three. That's where he gets his hockey mask for the first time. Uh, I, again, I've said before I'm more of a Part four person, but um, still a good one. Infinity War, Ragnarok. Ooh, the good, bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Toy Story 3. Man, that movie makes me cry. And I'm going to skip one and come back to it. Um, Christmas Vacation he has on here. And then Back to the Future 3, of course. Why did we not think of that, Clay? I mean, that's the best part three, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm changing my vote. I don't know why I did not think about Back to the Future 3 with its train that is a time-traveling train. Thank God for it. Yes. If they hadn't had the time-traveling train, they would have never gotten back. So there you go. Anything else you can think of you want to add, Clay, before we move into emails? Uh, I, I cannot. I'm actually eager to hear some emails. Okay, well, speaking of emails, I have a couple here. Uh, the first one is from Josh. Uh, he says, let's talk pizza. Hey, guys, let's talk pizza. Your preferred crust is it New York style thin, hand tossed, 
Chicago deep dish or Detroit style? And I'll stop from there. He's got a little bit more. What do you think? You didn't mention St. Louis, which is like a a wheat a whole wheat cracker with like a slice <laughs> of American cheese and some ketchup on it. He did not, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I love Chicago. Yeah, I knew that's what she's going to go so. with. Um, I do love some Chicago style. Uh, every once in a while, I like to have a good thin crust pizza. So, uh, but I'm a thing. I'm gonna go Chicago as well. Uh, favorite national pizza chain. So like uh, a Domino's. Domino's. Yeah. Um, I do like Domino's a lot. Uh, Papa John's pretty good. The only thing I have here is Pizza Hut and flipping. Little Caesars, so I don't have a lot of choice because, you know, if you don't have a pizza, you know, if I haven't had Papa John's in a long time, so I can't really speak to it. Still waiting for that day of reckoning. <sighs> yeah, Papa it's John. coming. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to go with Domino's, too. It was really good. Um, best pizza you've ever had in your life. Need to know location and toppings. Best pizza? I, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I've had the best yeah. pizza, which is Chicago style. So would many it be times. in Chicago? Well, sure. Yes. Yeah. Can you name the place in Chicago? Uh, Lou Malnati's. What did you have on it? I can't remember. I, it was like pepperoni and I think strips of sausage. Mm-hmm. So sounds good right now. Pretty hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have two of them in the freezer. My roommate has got them. Um, I'm gonna go. Gosh, I don't know. I'm like you. There's been so many. Um, there used to be a place in Cookville when I first moved to Cookville in 1995. And it was over in the Kroger shopping center, and it was called Hungry Howie's. And they made different pizza crust, and I'm going to go with that. I don't remember what I had on it. Pepperonis or something. Because I've got, <laughs> I got nothing. I just remember that Hungry Howie's because we would order them at the house I was living in at the time and we would just order them like constantly after parties and so on and so forth. So there's that. Uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, next up, we got one from Glenn. Um, let's see. Hold on. He's, he's added to it. Give me just a second. There we go. Okay. First, in response to the discussion on the podcast about Star Wars discussions, as a Star Wars geek, while I may be critical of, of the Return of Skywalker fan service, which I really love, apparent departures from The Last Jedi, which I mostly like, and particularly uh, Attack of the Clones, ultimately I, ultimately, I love Star Wars. I love discussions of minute Star Wars details. While I appear critical at times, it ultimately comes from a place of love. Yes, Ray being a Palpatine, Palpatine undercuts the idea of anyone being a hero or a Jedi, but the broom kid is still out there, and there are still others for Ray to train. So anyone still can be a hero, even if they didn't lay hand on the idea, or even if they didn't lay hard into the idea. Anyway, hey, by the way, as Star hey, Wars geek, way, hold on, I was Star Wars. I like Star Wars rants. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, they answer what happened to Luke's X-Wing in the Marvel comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He literally goes back and gets yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was it. saying. I thought Sorry. I'd read somewhere that he they went back to Cloud City afterwards and got it. Um, so I, I understand what he's saying. Um, I And I do rant on Return of Skywalker quite a bit, but that's just because I love Star Wars 
and in my opinion they took it the wrong way with that movie um I, I didn't like a lot of the stuff they changed from The Last Jedi and so on and so forth um but I mean I think it's the same for all of us we love Star Wars and so yeah we're gonna be passionate about the you know the property in general so Clay anything you wanna add to that just real quick no so, no. and Glenn thank you by the way um for pointing me to that uh podcast which uh kind of uh talked on some of the return of the skywalker stuff that i constantly talk about um before i move on to the next part of his email i will say again any movie that makes me buy three supplemental books to understand completely it's just wrong i mean seriously <laughs> that's wrong uh so now my post about the best third movie in the series got a lot of responses from the facebook group this week which we went over. The article I posted argued for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I think I agree. What do you guys think? So we answered that, Glenn. Of course, it's Back to the Future 3 is the perfect number three. Um, hope all is well with you and the family, Jason, which it is. We're all still doing good. Uh, the babies poop a whole bunch, so we're good. They sleep some. Uh, hope Clay has recovered from the beatdown by the second graders. I heard it was, I heard it was only 18 of them. Love you guys. Uh, he says, <laughs> as a side note, our stimulus check came and I got a new 55-inch 4K TV. I think it is as big as, I think it is, is as big as the view screen on the bridge of the Enterprise on TOS. On screen. My wife never came into, Dag into Dagobah, my man cave again. <laughs> my wife may never come into the, to Dagobah, his man cave, ever again. Well, at least you have That's a man cave. I have a Barbie dream house play area now. So uh, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, That's it, Clay. Only a couple emails this week. I forgot to send out a uh, heads up to send us some emails. But, I mean, really, is it that different? We just didn't get one from Brandon. Although, <laughs> right. Justine, I uh, want to give you a shout-out again for that email because, man, that was a lot of questions. And I'm still waiting to hear what happened to Octavia in the 100. Uh, as I said, I think she's alive I believe that's what I said. So uh, we'd love to hear back from you again with some more of those uh, extra long emails. I love them. Uh, Clay, that's it on the email front. Um, I do have a geek moment in history, but the pickings were slim this week. So are you ready for your geek history? Great moments in geek history brought to you by Subway. No, Subway. No, no. <laughs> No subway. Uh, so there was absolutely nothing happening on the May 29th worth putting other than that Bing Crosby released White Christmas on that day uh, for the the movie that I can't remember the name of right now. But So I went with today because it was somewhat more exciting, I think. Uh, okay, on May 27th, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco opened to the pedestrians for the first time. The bridge would open to automobiles the following day. When the bridge opened at 6 a.m., nearly 18,000 people were waiting to walk across it. Designed by Joseph Strauss, the bridge cost $30 million to complete. Construction be began on January, of 19 January 5, 1933 and was completed on April 19, 1937. That is your geek moment in history for <laughs> today. May 27th when we were recording this. Hopefully next week we'll have something a little more exciting. There's not a lot happening apparently. I thought there would be more, you know, with Star Wars movies dropping in this time frame and all that stuff, but 
right. we just hit on the wrong times. So it happens. Clay, that's it for this week. Anything you would like to add before we get out no. of here? Um, no, I just want to say I'm glad to have you back. Um, hopefully you won't Thank have you. to take a two-week sabbatical from the podcast again. Uh, not for a while. <laughs> like next week you're gone. It's like, oh, man, yeah, got to go. Ooh. But uh, hopefully we'll get some movies to talk about. Um, I, Clay, I would recommend you cannot find them streaming anywhere, I don't think. But um, you should come to Jamestown. We'll watch House 1 and 2. They are so crazy, and they are so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, just look at the trailers for them. All right, I'll look it up. The first one has uh, George Wendt in it from Cheers and so on and so forth. Oh. So, um, well, it's got to be a must, must see. Then. Well, I mean, anything with George <laughs> Wendt, you know, is, is, you know, must see. Uh, check out some more. We'll check out some more HBO Max. Ready to watch that Studio Ghibli stuff. Uh, you mentioned it. Have you seen any of those, real quick? I meant to ask you this before and I forgot. No. I don't think I did. I think you tried to get me to watch. Uh, I would start with one of um, them. Princess Monarchy, probably. Okay. And then I would roll into Spirited Away. And then I would go to my favorite, probably uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, I think. I don't know. Uh, you can do those in any order. I would start with Princess Monarchy, though, because it's really good. But my, my favorite personal one is uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. I'm just glad we have these movies finally available to stream. Uh, it's been a long time coming. So, Clay, with that... You can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter, at From Ramblings, and on Instagram, it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everybody find you on the social medias? Find me on Twitter, Sweet JJ, uh, the number one. Or excuse me, Sweet JJ, the number one, the letter S. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jason76Z. And with that, we are out. Yes, Juan Villa Lobos Mountain Dew, Taco <laughs> Macho Belgrande Ramirez. Seriously, Sean Connery, rest in peace, man. I know. Oh, he's still alive, isn't he? <laughs> Just Whatever. spit on my mouth. I was like,